Howdy folks, welcome back to the Mighty Thor Podcast. I'm Ed. And I'm Terry. We've got in store for uh, episode 33 here tonight. Discussions of the Mighty Thor 1966 volume. Issues 151 and 152. No, 150 and 151. Oh, 150 and 151. Slight... Uh, I, I haven't read 152 yet. <laughs> alteration here to the connotes. And the 2011 volume of Journey into Mystery, issue 628. Yes, that's correct. All right. Woohoo! Which, don't, don't be alarmed, I read 150 and 151. I, I just forgot what the numbers were. So. And we're a spoiler podcast, which we really shouldn't be able to spoil the 19, 1966, 150, and 151 for you. Yeah, that's you older should... than me. Shush. Older than one of us. Shush. Why do you always it's... have to bring up age? Shush. I don't always. But anyway, when we get to the new... I was trying to emphasize When we how... get to the new book... We will be spoiling the heck out of it. So we'll tell you before we get there. So you can la-la-la with your fingers in your ears or just turn us off or whatever it is you prefer to do. I prefer that you get out your issue of it and read along with us. I, I, I think everybody should have this one. They goobered up the uh, publication times. That's a technical word, by the way, goobered. Thor and Journey into Mystery. They were alternating every two weeks. And then something ha- but I believe that 628 has been out for a good month m- more than a month. Okay. So everybody should have gotten their monthly shipment. So we're not going to tell you when we get to it or, because you should have already read it. Oh, we'll still tell you, but Oh, okay. But that I also that was your point. That is letting you know how long this has been out. Like I Yeah, think we're it's behind is what you're letting me know. 6 <laughs> weeks to 6 to 8 weeks. Well, no, not really behind. Okay. We try to do this fortnightly and that's about what we're running. It's just that the books have, like I said, they're all coming out at once. They're, coming, they're flying and, at us like crazy. Yeah, and I actually went to the store today and picked up another Another book. one. But <laughs> that's, that's a different story. So, so okay, so we're starting with um, issue 150. And if everyone has been listening and following along, you know that we have left Thor for dead. The Wrecker has managed to capture some superpowers from the Norn Queen who thought he was Loki. You know, as a Norn queen, this evil woman enchantress, she should be able to tell the difference between the Wrecker and Loki, but she couldn't. Thank you for the Eagles reference. So we have left, um, like I said, Thor for near dead at the hands of the Wrecker, who is supernaturally powered. And poor Thor is not supernaturally powered because Odin has gotten pissed yet once again and ripped all his powers from him. So as we start out issue 150, it's a lovely, the cover is lovely, big old Hella looking at the ghost form of Thor coming out of Thor's body in the rubble of the building where Wrecker left him, and a red Loki over to the side cackling. I could just hear him. He's so mean. He's got some funked up teeth, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. Those are pretty pretty rough yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. And that's F-U-N-K-E-D, by the way, in case it didn't come across yeah. clearly. And this is by Stan the Man, oh, I'm sorry, presenting a pictorial monument to the towering talents of Stan the Man, Lee, and Jack King Kirby, creators of wonderment beyond mortal measure, dazzlingly, dazzlingly, bleh, that's hard to say, dazzlingly, dazzlingly delineated by Vincent Coletta, lovingly lettered by Sam Rosen, a living tribute to Marveldom Assembled. That's a whole lot of words. That is Stanley at his best. I'm telling that, you. That's... He's very verbose. Okay, so we start out the book with um, Wrecker checking Thor to make sure that he is gone for. He says, I don't even feel a pulse. He's not faking. Nobody can make their own pulse go away. He's either dead or dying, which suits me just fine. So he kind of... Excuse me. He kind of drops Thor over to the side and says, Nothing can stop me now. The whole earth is mine for the taking. And as he fades away, here comes Hela. She's talking to Thor, telling him he's done such a good job, that she's been waiting for him, and that she's ready to take him. But she feels that there's still a spark of life within him. And she sees his ghost arising, though, to have conference with her. 
So does that mean he's mostly dead? Mostly dead. Yes, he's mostly dead. Monty Python reference. And um, did he just say to Blave? What was that? No. Oh, no. okay. And uh, Hell is talking to his ghost, saying that if you come talk to me, you won't escape from my eternal embrace. Come on, man. That was a Princess Bride reference, I know and you it didn't was. give me any credit. I know it was. Pop culture at Dad, its best. Dad, you got the Monty Python, he's but just, not He's the... just coming out with all kinds Dude, of, okay. of movie references, and we're trying to do a Thor book. Okay. And he's, even as um, we speak that uh, Thor, is his spirit is rising up to talk to Hela, we see that the Norn Queen, Carnilla, grants sanctuary to the god of evil, Loki. Tells him, come on into my house. I, I'll fix you a cake. And Loki's like, you know, the powers that you were sending to me were somehow intercepted by a man called the Wrecker. Yeah. Can, can we try this again? I, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get, get what I wanted. Yeah. Can we? Uh -huh. But he says, it's okay, though, because he has slain the accursed Thor. And the Norn Queen's like, finally, finally, Thor's dead, and you will shut up Loki. Loki's like, no, now Baldur must fall. Yes. It's, it's like, I got rid of one, yeah, now i got to move on to the right others. On. And the beautiful Sif must fall. And the Norn Queen is quite disgusted by this whole thing and said, Fie upon it, my forest barbaric will destroy them both. Because remember, they have gone to the Norn Queen to see if they can get any aid for Thor. Because the because Loki has stolen the orb that Odin usually sees what's going on. Loki stole it, so they've gone to the Norn Queen to see what they can get out of her. So now we switch over to Balder and Sif going through the Norn Queen's forest and they are being attacked by this great barbaric warrior god. Yes, sir. Little boy in the front row. You know, yes, wouldn't Anne it Rays. be like the, 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 the greatest dissing of Thor if Loki took his woman and bedded her? I don't think Sif would do that. I think Sif would not rather die. Well, but he could trick her or appear as to any number of things. It, it just it strikes me odd that he wants to kill Sif too, mm -hmm. rather than use her. Hmm. Apparently, Stanley doesn't link in those lines. Because in, in in none of these situations has he ever said anything about well everyone except. And if she is this beautiful creature, then even more so, as a male, wouldn't he be? But this like, is this is this is back in the era when you weren't openly that way. I don't eh? no. I don't oh. think Stanley would openly put sexual references like that into the book. Now nowadays they have them like all over the place. In the in the current Thors. Well, There's they, a lot of, of naked and half naked and and, and, else, so. and different little references and stuff and warmly okay. woman, but back in the day, I, you know that kind of reference probably wouldn't have gone because this is for kids. So I don't think the adults would have. So what you're saying are my thoughts are too impure at this at this for, point for this juncture of Thor. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so the great barbaric warrior of the Norn Queen is fighting with Sif and Balder. And he manages to kind of trap Balder a little bit with the pronged weapon that he has shot at him. He's trapped him up against a tree. And Sif is like, well, I'm going to have to help you. Don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll be there in a minute. And, and Balder is like, no woman's going to help me. I am more barbaric than this. And, and thrusts the weapon away from the tree and frees himself. And Sif saw, oh, you're just such, you're such in a manner befitting a warrior born. Yay. And Balder has a crush on Sif, by the way. And See, even Balder recognizes it, but Loki is like, I know. It's a very pure crush, though. Okay. This is Thor's best friend. Mm -hmm. That's Thor's woman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I defy you to describe that as pure. Well, he won't do anything because of Thor. Okay. He can't help but he's in love with Sif. Okay. Okay, so we're fighting the warrior here. No, my point is that they will write it in one direction but not in the other, which means they're capable of writing that. That's because that Loki is such an evil person you couldn't have pure thoughts from him. We can talk about love evil. as long as it's love, okay. not sex. Okay, let's we talk to... about sex, baby. Let's talk about 
We're talking about love here. Sex is in nowadays. Okay. This is back when love was love. So anyway, Balder and the warrior are fighting, and he's like, oh, you flee? You're going to fight me back? And Balder's like, yes, and I'm going to destroy you. And the big warrior's saying, well, I'll crush you like an insect. So there's several panels of them just fighting back and forth. Good word thrown in here. Dullard. Dullard. I like that word. Yes. You dullard. You dullard. And Balder gives the ever-ready battle cry for Asgard and Honor Eternal, and that seems to, like, really power him up when they do that, because yes. he beats the crap out of the warrior and vanquishes him. He he turns into a living Pasadoble because he what? Mm. He has that. Exactly. Yes, he does. Yes. yes, he does. And so Balder turns around to tell Sif, oh, look what I've done, and Sif's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh... Oh, where'd she go? So now he's got to go off and find the Norn Queen and Sif. <laughs> he just beat the bad guy, and now he's got to go find his woman. Yep. Well, not or his woman. His companion. His <laughs> companion. So then we switch back to Thor and Hela, the kind of ghostly image of Thor. Thor, his body is laying there in the rubble, but the ghostly image of Thor is talking to Hela. And Hela's telling him, you know, there's a there's a place of honor for you and Valhalla. You need to come on. And Thor's like, no, no I'm, I'm not ready yet. I, I may This may be the only form I have, but I will use this form because I shall not falter. I am going to find the wrecker, and I am going to stop him. And Hela's like, okay, go on with you. I can bide my time. Yeah, I mean, she basically she can't do anything right. anyways. The, right, because there, there's a spark of life left. So there's enough there, anything. so she can't take the spirit right. and guide it to Valhalla. So it's like, well, then kind of the spirit can do whatever it wants mm-hmm. to because she can't take it. Well, Thor's unconscious, and he can't really control it. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, okay. So the spirit has gone off to find Wrecker. Do what you're going to do. It's gone off to find the Wrecker because even the spirit of Thor wants to save mankind. And he finds the Wrecker surrounded by police, and he's like, even that's just as I feared. There he is. No one can withstand his power or his enchantment. And the Wrecker... Is telling the policemen that they need to just lay down their weapons because they can't do anything against him. And he's fighting them off and, and destroying buildings and stuff. And uh, they're going, wow, he's, he must be magical in some way. You would have thought they would have figured this out by now. Uh, well, you know, everybody, uh, there, there are bad guys all over that can take a crowbar mm-hmm. and pry down an entire building. Yeah, so, so it's, you, you know, know, they just Nothing don't special there. They don't realize. So Thor decides that he wants to stop the wrecker and hurls himself at him but of course he's in a ghost like form so he just like hurls himself right through the wrecker <laughs> onto the other side onto the ground and says what am I going to do he can't see me I can't touch him how do I halt this madness the wrecker stop the, ma- stop the insanity yeah and the wrecker is still like throwing buildings around and, and doing it just for fun now he's like you know woohoo here I am the wrecker then we go back to Balder, who is still going through the Norn Queen's forest, trying to find Sif and the Norn Queen, because he's still trying to find a way to help Thor, and now he's trying to find Sif, and he's being followed by all these goblin-y monsters. Forest trolls. Forest trolls of the Norn Queen, and they start attacking him and firing stuff at him, and they put some kind of cloud around him, which makes him numb and weary, and he passes out, and they put him on this lovely contraption. This this has to be a Jack Kirby <laughs> the, contraption here. It's kind of... It's it's like a spit on wheels. Yeah. And he's tied to the spit. With his, his hands behind his, his back. His arms are tied behind his back, and he's hanging face down off of the spit on wheels, and they're wheeling him and to tra- the... And the trolls are wheeling him away. To, to Carnilla. To the to the Norn Queen. So, yeah, it's a really it's it's to weird. just transport him. It's uh-huh. it's a really odd looking uh-huh. thing. It is, <laughs> and they, the Norn Queen is watching them through her special magical powers there, and Sif is like, you know, we come in peace. Why did you attack us? And and the Norn Queen is like, because here I can do whatever I want. You're intruders in my land. <laughs> It's my house. It's my house, and if I don't like it, then I'll I'll capture you and, and kill you. And Sif is trying to tell her that, you know, we have something that, that's really important that we need to talk to you about. And Norn Queen's like, I already know. Thou hast come to because you need 
me to come to the aid of the son of Odin, but thou art too late. The god of thunder is beyond all hope. And she shows Sif with her magical powers, Thor laying there in the rubble, and she tells him that she tells her that he is dead. And Sif's like, No, if that were true, I would know it because he is my love. I would know that she, he was dead. She would, feel. she would feel it. A spark of life still is there. I know it. And Sif's like, Well, fine. If you. Carnilla's like. I mean, Carnilla's like, Well, fine. If you believe that there's something there, then my heart grieves for you. You know, I'm a woman too. I know how that is. Let, let it be. Let it, let it be, my friend. And she is banging on the gong and said, If Thor still lives only by slaying the wrecker, can thou truly save him? And I will help you to, to slay the wrecker. And she pulls out the destroyer. She says, I have found the dreaded destroyer. I didn't know he was missing. I, I, I was going to say, when was the last time we saw him? He was in the bottom of that, that fortress, fortress mountain. that collapsed mm -hmm. down on top of mm -hmm. it with the dude, I thought, still in it. I thought so, too. It killed his body, but he dude. was still in it. The hunter dude. Yeah, and, and Thor was just just left. But it, so. the queen, Norn Queen, Carnella, has said that she's found it, and it's a lifeless shell, so apparently there's nobody in it. And if you want to do something about it, then you, as an agar as guardian, can control it. But there's a risk, but you can do it. And since, like, I don't care, anything, I'll do anything I can to help Thor. Yes, little boy in the front row. But it's weird or just interesting because the Destroyer is also into the in the Journey into Mystery book, mm -hmm. and here he is here. Mm -hmm. There's a million characters in in the Thor universe, and we have one well, other than the main characters that a bad guy that happens well, not a bad guy, but you know, not a main character that happens to be in both. Kind of uh, serendipitous. Yes, yes, it is. So for those of you who don't know, the Destroyer, he was created by Odin. He's um, all-powerful, indestructible, and needs a human soul almost, kind of, to activate yeah, him. I guess. Because you get close enough to him, and he sucks out your, your energy. Your body's still there. It's not dead. It's just dormant almost. Right. And whatever it is that, that causes your body to be animated goes into the destroyer armor and becomes one with it. So And we don't really know how you would go back. No, we're not really sure how. It, uh, it seemed that it was created so that somebody who had been chosen could protect the earth and then I guess when that was done their soul or what it would return back to the body. I, they never said how it comes back. Mm -hmm. We we read about how it gets in there. Which this kind of supports that, but mm -hmm. maybe I guess after the story, if the we'll destroyer know. isn't destroyed, we'll see we'll how she gets yeah. back. So Sif gets ever closer to the armor, and all of a sudden, her metaphysical part of her goes into the armor, and her body's just there. And the Norn Queen is all happy. She's like, the destroyer lives! <laughs> the destroyer lives! And she sends it off. She says, now go van vanquish the wrecker. And maybe Thor can live again. Now, why in the world she wants Thor to live again? I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not so sure. I, I don't think she does. I think what she is doing is she figures that the Wrecker will be able to destroy the Destroyer with Sif's soul in it, which will, I guess, in effect, kill Sif. I think that's what she believes. But she's saying, even though Sif, she knows that Sif can't hear her, vanquish all the Wrecker, and mayhaps Thor shall live again. To the destroyer as she sends him off. Yeah, I, I, I so don't. So I don't think know why she... she's saying that when Sif can't understand what she's saying. But anyway, her and Loki are laughing it up, and Loki's like, "Sif didn't know anything that what we were doing. This is great." So we go back to Midgard, and here is the ghost of Thor still running around trying to figure out how in the world he can do something in the form that he's in. Yes, little boy in the front row. So are we talking about the ghost of Thor past? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's almost, you know, it's getting close to Christmas. Yes. So he get, finds his body. Thor finds his body and says, perhaps I've grown stronger and I need to go back to my body. Maybe it's had time to recover a little bit. So he lays back down into his body and lo and behold, he has gained enough strength and his eyes open. And he's like, okay, I, I can do something. So the record comes back. 
and he sees um, the destroyer, who is also there. And he's like, oh, another costume fool is going to tangle with the wrecker. You shall get the same treatment that I gave to Goldilocks. They like to use that a lot. Yeah, Goldilocks. Nothing can stand up to my new superpower. So the wrecker and the destroyer are going at it. And the wrecker broke his crowbar on the destroyer. He's like, what in the world? And the destroyer hauls off and smacks him a good one. Yeah. And he goes flying back. And Sis like, yes, I have bested him. Now the God of Thunder must live. And Thor wakes up and gets up and, and walks onto this scene and sees that there's a deadlier menace than the Wrecker on Earth because the Destroyer has returned. He doesn't know Sif's inside. No. So he's like, I have to destroy the Destroyer. Because he is worse he is worse than the wrecker ever thought of being. And Sif is like, Hi, hi, you know, kinda of waving to Thor and Thor's like, What's he doing? I'll not be deceived, I'll not be deceived, he must die and he runs toward the destroyer, crying to the death. And that's the end of this issue. So Thor is going to destroy the destroyer. Yes. With the lady Sif inside that he does not know is there. Yes. So what did you think, Ed? Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. I like the twist of Sif and the Destroyer armor. The, with with Thor not knowing. With Thor not knowing. So yeah, something you know something is going to happen there. Uh, if he beats the Destroyer, he Sif. loses. If the Destroyer beats him, he loses. He loses. Uh, you know, so there's going to have to be some kind of shenanigans to undo. The shenanigans that caused this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, be interesting to see what ultimately happens to uh, to end the fight, but also to save Sif, mm-hmm. um, save Thor from the Wrecker. Dun, dun, dun. Which I mean, you know, we haven't even talked about the Wrecker. He's still there. He's just knocked out right, right. now. So, I'm sure in the next battle. Thor will have to fight them both, or after he does something to the Destroyer, the Wrecker will still be there. Mm-hmm. To, or well, let's just move on to 151. Okay, let's and, do that. And we'll see what happens. All right. And this cover has um, the Destroyer and Thor getting ready to do battle. Yeah, they're kind of doing a stare down here. Yeah. Thor is approaching, whirling his hammer, and we see the image from kind of behind and over the Destroyer's shoulder, and he's standing there. Arms akimbo, kind of waiting Battle for the ready. on-rushing Thor. Mm-hmm. And this one's also by Stan the Man Lee, Jack King Kirby. Oh, powerfully presented in pulse-pounding panorama scope. Goodness, the alliteration. Nice, nice alliteration. By yes. Stan the Man Lee and Jack King Kirby, embellished by Vince Coletta, lettered by Sam Rosen, inspired by Asgard Eternal. <sighs> now, of course you all remember, because we just left it not 30 seconds ago, but Thor is without powers because Odin's pissed. The Wrecker has beat the crap out of Thor, practically killed him. Hela even showed up because he's been given powers by the Norn Queen, mistakenly, who thought he was she was giving them to Loki. And Sif has been tricked into the armor of the Destroyer, gone down to supposedly help Thor so that he may live, and Thor doesn't know that Sif's in there. So. And Thor cannot possibly be at his full reduced power because he was just almost dead just a couple, you know, I don't, they they don't really play on that too much, but Mm -hmm. it's like. He's got to be pretty weak. Yeah, he's got to be pretty tired at this point. Yeah. So Thor runs at the Destroyer and Sif is thinking, what in the world can I do to convince him that I am Sif? How about thee? That it's Sif in here and he can't destroy me because that would destroy him because... We're in love, and, and I want, she's trying to protect him and protect herself, and Thor's just beating the crap out of her. You know, heed thee to the Pledge of Thor, as long as life endures, the son of Odin fights on, and he's beating the crap out of the armor, which, of course, is protecting Sif at this moment. Yes. And she's thinking, oh, no, I, I must get thee to realize somehow that, that it's me in here. So she kind of backs away, which is very uncharacteristic of the Destroyer. Right. She backs away, and, and Thor's like... What? What are you doing? Are you trying to trick me? I don't understand. But she does look over her body and says, "'Tis but a scratch." Mm-hmm. 
So he's thinking, she's thinking, you know, how am I going to get him to realize it's me in here? And he's thinking, what in the world is that thing doing? And he's and the destroyer picks up a. Uh, is it the destroyer or is it Thor that does it? He just sees a vehicle. Uh, he uses as a, a shield. shield. Okay, okay. So the destroyer Sif has picked up a vehicle so that she can ward off Thor's blows because she doesn't want Thor to be able to destroy her not only for herself but for him too also. And he's he's trying to to beat it and he's like. My hammer is not enchanted anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and Sif's thinking, I've got to keep him back. I've got to keep him back. But then all of a sudden she realizes, hey, wait a minute. I'm no longer in charge of this destroyer armor. Starting to lose control. I am now a prisoner trapped within here. I can't stop myself. And the armor starts beating up Thor. Sif can do nothing about it. And Thor's finally like, yeah, this is what I expected. I've beaten you before, and I shall beat you again. And Sif is, like, trying her best to hold the armor back, but it's not working, and she's having to beat the crap out of the man she loves. So there are several panels of the Destroyer and Thor going back and forth, the Destroyer lifting up pieces of the building and throwing it on him. Thor is um, fighting back with all the force that he has. And then we switch back down to the Norn Queen. And her and Loki are watching this whole battle, laughing. And Sif can, I think, see it too. The the body. She says the physical form stands helpless, devoid of life. Okay, the, the so way it's drawn, it looks yeah, like she's it looks looking, like she's up looking at the screen. But I don't yeah. think she really is. I okay. think she's just standing there. And, and the Norn Queen is laughing, saying, you know, I finally... Have everything I want because secretly she um, she she really hates Sif also because Sif is everything she would want to be yes beautiful and loved and, yes. and as guardian princess where we warrior and they haven't done it too much here but later on mm-hmm. uh, you come to find out that she has a thing for Thor okay and uh, always has uh, okay. they use that later on so uh, I don't know you know maybe. They're just kind of playing it a little bit, not saying it outright, but later on they say it outright that she does. Okay. So while they're laughing about Thor being beat up by the Destroyer and Sif not being able to do anything about it and about to be destroyed, if possible, by Thor, Loki goes, what about Balder? And the Norn Queen's like, fine, bring him out, bring him out. So they bring Balder out, and he's like, what? What have you done to Sif? I, what, what's what's wrong with her? And the Norn Queen's like, don't worry about it. The goddess still lives and may yet be freed if you will serve me. And Baldur's like, I serve no one but Odin. And the Queen's like, but doesn't my beauty inflame you? And he's like, no. <laughs> and Loki's like, uh, Standing over to the side, and and he makes a reference to there is none more villainous than thee, save for Loki, and Loki's like, no, that's not true. And there's the this big monster dude comes back now, who says there I shall slay you now, but so, before we meet this newest menace, we're going back to Earth. Is that the same dude from the forest? It looked like the same dude from the forest. He must have tracked him or followed him or something. So we go back to Earth, and, and Thor and the Destroyer are still grappling. Now, Sif can still think, but she can't control, control. And the she Destroyer can't communicate. armor. And she can't communicate. So she is, she is tearing the crap out of the man she loves, not being able to do anything about it, but watch herself do it. And Thor is still fighting back and, and is doing his for Asgard and honor. So they continue fighting. Thor's using his speed in order to get away because, of course, the Destroyer is much stronger than he is because he still is without his powers from his daddy. So the Destroyer finally just picks up Thor and hurls him away, and he lands on the ground and says, Grant me what is rightfully mine. Death holds no terror for those whose hearts are pure, but I am pledged to protect mankind. And there shall... And there, there, though there be not without fault, there must ne'er be abandoned, and ne'er shall there be. So speaks Thor, and that's all a big story. But then, 
destroyer just knocks him back again. There's a pretty obvious Jesus reference yeah. there. Yeah. And I noticed that because Thor says, My father, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? As he's being beat up. So then we go back to Asgard. Is this Asgard? I'm sorry. Yes. Yes, yes, we're at Asgard. They've gotten a, a, another orb of some sort. Yeah, they've replaced, they've replaced the, the one orb the, that Loki stole. Which Loki stole, which Baldur and Sif went after, mm -hmm. which is why they were in Carnilla's domain to right. begin with. So they've got a new one. And one of his minions is, is looking at it and says, um, I've replaced the ball. Have you seen the battle? And he goes, well, of course I know about the battle. Do you think I'm all wise, would be unaware? So he says, but um, if that be true, then why are you letting your son be on the brink of death if you know all about it? And Odin's like, you may think me cold and unfeeling, but there was a regal purpose to my deed. Thor has lost true humility. So by stripping him of his power, I have taught him to be hum humble. Now stand back, because his time of penance is over. And he said, and with his imperial voice, voice says, Thor, be thunder god once more. I have spoken. And lo and behold, a flash of lightning, and Thor begins to feel the power surge into his veins And he's, as he goes after the destroyer. I would love to have that full page spread. I know. It's beautiful. That's awesome. The art is beautiful. Because you see the, the glow of Odin's... Just the energy. Mm -hmm. it, it's just seething all mm -hmm. around. And it's a full... Uh, it's a two-page spread of he, Odin, standing. And his... Probably his vizier. Uh, Odin is wearing armor, his sword. He's got his... Um, Oh, they've named that. Uh, it's a scepter, like his power scepter. Mm -hmm. And this kick-butt helmet. Mm -hmm. This massive headgear that's probably, like, weighs as much as he does. And and it's a picture of him juicing Thor through the crystal. And, uh, yeah, in black and white, that would be so awesome to have had that and gotten Kirby to sign it and uh, put it up. Put it up on your on your wall, mm -hmm. uh, framed and everything. That'd be awesome. Okay, so Thor is powered up. Powered up, raising his hammer, going for Asgard and for honor, and going after the destroyer. And Sif inside the destroyer is is trying desperately to think of a way that she can stay his hand, because he must be spared the agony of learning he hath slain the one who loves him. But I can't stop the destroyer from fighting back. Was ever a maiden faced with a problem such as this? I can answer that was probably a no. I don't think there's been very many maidens stuck inside the destroyer armor going after the man she no, loves. No, I, I concur. It's probably rather unique. Yes, yes. And she uh, manages, she, the destroyer armor, manages to wrest the um, Thor's hammer away from him. That's with the W. Yes, with a W. But she can't hold on to it because it's going back to Thor. And that's how Thor really knows that he's gotten his power back. He knew yes. he felt stronger before, but he just thought that he was feeling, you know, stronger because he was farther he's from death. You know, he's recovering. Yeah. But he, now he realizes that the power of Thor has been restored. And now he he's like, there's no way that you can best me, Destroyer. I will get you. And Sif's like pleading in, in her mind going, no, no, you can't do this. You cannot. And the weapon supreme of the Destroyer, that, that lovely fire, glow, power beam, for those of you who read Thor, you know what I'm talking about. It was Start, in the movie. It was in the movie. Starts to come out of the destroyer helmet, and she's like, I can't stop it. So we go back to the realm of Carnella, and we see that the um, big warrior that she sent after Balder at the beginning of the him coming into the forest has come back, and Carnella's like, what are you doing? What are you here threatening me? I'm, I've got this handled. Come no closer. And he's like... Okay. Um, he's the king of the trolls. Th this is not yeah. that creature. Ulik. She she is being attacked by Ulik. 
mm-hmm. who is the champion of the king of the trolls, of the trolls and the king, uh, Geradur, is here also. We've seen these people now, before. We have spoken of both of them. Yes. Uh, in in these early Thor issues. Yes. That's right. Okay. And they're telling the Norn Queen that her time has come, that they are there to battle her. So they're they're revolting. They're revolting. Basically. They're kind of revolting, and they're revolting. (laughs) (laughs) And the Norn Queen's like pulling out her magic going, what is this madness? You're still standing. I don't understand. My powers are supposed to be all amazing. And Ulic stands there and turns... This, the picture is just ghastly. I wish I could describe it to you. It's no longer just Ulic's face. He's surrounded by fire and energy. And he says, Once was Ulic mightiest of all the trolls in the days when Thor did best me, but now Ulic is mightiest of all who live. So they're telling Carnella it's time for her her time to end. And Baldur's in the back going, If you free me, I'll help you. Oh, Yeah. Let me go. I'm, I'm still I'll back here. You. If you let me go, if you'll if you'll just free my hands, I'll help you out here. And the Norns Queen's like, I have no other choice. I need a warrior, okay? And she lets Balder go. And Balder's like, if, Have I thy word? If I vanquish Ulic, will you not menace Asgard anymore? And Ulic's like, You're crazy. And the Norn Queen's like, Yeah, sure. So Ulic and Balder start to battle. Then we go back to Earth, and we see Thor going after the Destroyer who is running away. Mm, I think it's the other way around. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Thor's running away from the blast. Yes. The Destroyer was getting ready to blast out the power, ray, fire, energy thing that he has, and Thor has run in order to evade that blast, and he's down a blind alley. And now he's waiting for the destroyer to come get him. And he's thinking, only one of us will come out alive. And that's the end of this issue. So we still don't know. Still don't know how she gets out. But at least Thor does have his power back. Yes. So, you know, that's that's cool. So now he can beat the destroyer. Mm Mm-hmm. Which would suck. Mm Mm-hmm. So... But we'll have to wait till next time. Next time. To see. So now, our third and final issue of the episode is the 2011 Journey into Mystery Volume, Issue 628. As created by Mr. Kieran Gillen, with a new artist, Wils Portacio. Inked by Alan Martinez, colored by Arif Prianto and Jessica Colleen, with letters by Clayton Cowles. We have uh, a splash page here at the very beginning that's kind of a, a quick recap of what has gone down the past, oh no, probably four or five issues mm-hmm. here in his story. I mean, he doesn't go into a whole lot of detail, but, and the, the picture is of. <clears throat> the destroyer armor with Loki perched on one of his shoulders riding along. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and if you guys have been listening, you know, those of you that this is your first show, um, Loki has been un- enlisting various peoples. Uh, actually, most of the peoples turn out to be castoffs. Yes. Uh, misfits, if you will, to, save Thor from the serpent who is a character with very deep Asgardian roots and is the protagonist excuse me, antagonist of the Fear Itself miniseries that is going through all of Marvel's books right now most of Marvel's books right now some of the books have already broken away back into their own stories, but it's it's still a universe-wide kind of issue. Uh, Fear itself actually just finished up last month, and uh, now there it's it's in kind of the recovery phase as far as that storyline. But this issue uh, is is still involved in the in the the heart of that 
story fear itself. Next, we have a full-page uh, spread of Thor. Well, it's not all of Thor. It's a two-page spread. About 75-80% of it is Thor flying, holding Mjolnir with one hand, bearing the Odin armor, and carrying Odin's sword as he goes for his final front confrontation with the serpent, which occurred in issue 7 of the Fear Itself book. So that's just a real quick where we are overall. Now, to this specific story, we see uh, a, mm, I guess, demon, if you had to describe it, flying towards the serpent's dark Asgard, Mm -hmm. which is moving towards Broxton because he is going to take over Asgard. So this is his replacement territory that basically he's going to shove Asgard aside and, and take control. This is his his land. And this demon is a messenger from Mephisto who has come to officially uh, join up with the serpent because he has watched and sees that the serpent is going to be victorious in this grand battle between the serpent's forces and um, the Asgardians, and it happens to be occurring on Earth because that's where Asgard is. And so, so the uh, Mephisto's messenger is attempting to speak to the serpent's one of the serpent's mouthpieces. Um, I forget his name. Do you remember his name? Because he says that that he went to hell and didn't come back which I thought was odd. Mm -hmm. His tongue. My master sent his tongue to hell. I didn't come back, but yet he's talking to him. Yeah. So I'm not sure. I guess he created another one or something. But he kills the messenger of Mephisto, and in the remains of the body is a scroll that he picks up and reads. Mm -hmm. And it has one word written on it, and the word is desir. What that does is it tells the Desir where you are, and they immediately come and attack you, which... They magically appear. We know from previous stories about the Desir. And so they, yeah, they they just descend in mass. There's like four or five of them onto the tongue of the serpent, uh, this, this serpent's messenger in essence, and just uh, tear him a new one, basically. Mm-hmm. Kill him killing everyone else in the room also who are also servants of the serpent. Mm -hmm. Having done that, the Desir open a gate to wherever Loki's misfit party was to allow them to come through, and it is the Destroyer, uh, the Dead Tear, the Ghost of Tear, the Shade of Tear, however you want to describe him, Lee, or Leah, and Loki himself. Yes. So those are the four main people in in this misfit group, along with the Desir, who are basically the foot soldiers. So now they have, excuse me, found their way into the serpent's realm, uh, looking for something, which we we don't really know what it is yet. So Mm -hmm. they have gained entry into his fortress, and the Desir kind of take them back because normally when they come and attack the uh, person who has said their name, they are the only ones that do harm. But then when they came and attacked the serpent's forces there, they were able to cut them back. They so now the Desir, so now the Desir are like, wait a minute, nobody told us that we could get hurt, and they're telling them, well, that's just one of the things you're going to have to deal with. Apparently you can be attacked and killed, destroyed just like we can. And I think part of the reason is that this is a uh, a realm of of fear and dead, which is what the serpent is. He's the Asgardian god of fear. Um, The Desir are supposedly dead. Tyr Mm -hmm. is dead. Lee is dead. 
but all of them can sustain damage in this realm. serpent's realm. Mm-hmm. So, so now Lee is casting a spell to bring the last part of their uh, group over, which is the shadow of the sword of Surtur. So apparently they're like not able to carry it with them or anything like that. But she finds that in trying to get it through the dimensional barriers that um, she will have to, to... The only way to get the shadow to them is in such a way that everyone else in the fortress will be alerted that they're there. Mm-hmm. And try to stop them, but also try to stop them from bringing the... Uh, bringing Twilight's shadow to them. So what they have to do is they have to distract all the others uh, of of the Serpent's people so that they at least can bring the Twilight's shadow to them and then fight all the Serpent's minions that have now become alerted to their presence. Mm -hmm. So the um, distraction is the Destroyer. And basically, he unleashes some of his power and just wipes out like walls and walls and walls of the Citadel, alerting the guards who turn out to be, I believe, frost giants, or if not giants, warriors. Let's see, what does she say here? Of summoned frost folk. So they're frost elves, frost trolls, frost... Ogres, I'm not sure what species they are. And um, the Destroyer, you know, immediately starts taking them on. But then also, Tyr and the Deseer turn to help. Finally, uh, giving them some separation, you know, defeating those that found out. So the band is there, and now they have Twilight's shadow with them. Proceeding on into the fortress... They start running into, you know, various amounts and levels of resistance. Uh, one group of resistors is uh, a single, and then a platoon of earth mechanical um, armored suits that bear Nazi markings. Um, in the miniseries for itself, the serpent is using. Nazis and Nazi emblems to terrorize the earth because he feeds on fear. And so that is one of the most feared symbols um, across the earth is the loss of freedom as is embodied by the um, the Nazi movement. So Nazi symbology and, and symbols is what is being used by those Earthlings that have sided with the serpent. So they they get rid of those guys. Uh, they get to the library or a library, which is ultimately where they're going, and come upon a couple librarians, which are some really cool looking cats. Uh, they're not cats, but they're just this weird alien things with many tongues with little. Yeah, kind of aliens a, on the end a of reptilian, them. evil reptilian, th- and their their tongue is like a batch of mini heads, kind of like the aliens thing from from the movie Aliens. Only like eight of them on there instead of just the one that comes out. So the uh, the Desir take those guys out, and they proceed on to the library, end up triggering an alarm. So now they're on a clock, mm-hmm. uh, figuratively. They don't show a clock or anything, but they have to find whatever they're there to look for. Yeah, what, whatever they're there to look for, because now everyone in the fortress knows that the fortress has been invaded and, and they will be coming to stop them. So mm-hmm. Loki and Leah start looking through the miles and miles of tomes that are in the room. Tear the Destroyer and the Deseer are making preparations to defend the room against these uh, the Serpent's minions that will be coming against them. So they're, they're looking around, uh, no big deal, talking back and forth a little bit, a little bit of banter there. 
battle ensues as these frost giants and other dead and undead of the serpent's um, forces come against those of, of Loki's forces. The Desir have a little talk amongst themselves about just stay the course because when this is over we'll be free because Loki said that our bondage to him will be freed, which they're, they swore to him fealty back many, many moons ago. Mm-hmm. Um, several of the Desir are pining over the uh, time when they will be able to eat tear. Yeah. Because he's he, he is just he exudes warrior. I mean he is the as guardian god of war, so he, he embodies war and he embodies that power and they're they're making over well who will get to eat them uh, when will we get to do it? And the one sister says, Well if we get out of this because I like you so much I'll give you my portion of him and so there's this little, during the battle, this little going back and forth among the Desir, um, kind of telling you that if they manage to get free, what what things They're may gonna be like. They're going to revert back to normal. For everybody. Yeah. So they continue fighting on, and, and you get a little bit of insight into another one of the sisters, who the other sisters consider, consider to be crazy, insane, which... I don't know that any of them are really sane, but meanwhile, Leah and Loki are looking, looking. They find the book, and then there, there's this interesting exchange. Leah finds the book, tells Loki that this is it. This is what we're looking for. She says, quickly, Loki, the sword must be drawn. And Tear kind of left <laughs> sword? And is it? Loki, no, it's Leah. She's holding the book open towards Loki, and she says, You misunderstand, Tyr. Twilight is a sword. Twilight's shadow, which is what they have, isn't. It is its opposite. And then in a full-page spread, the very last page of the story, surrounded by books, Tyr is there on the floor holding this huge tome open, towards Loki. No, Leah. Or Leah is mm-hmm. holding this open towards Loki, who is sitting in front of her holding Twilight's shadow. Which looks like a quill. Which is glowing, lighting up the whole room, and it looks like a feather a quill. quill. Mm-hmm. And he says, and that's something considerably mightier than the sword. So, as we know, the, the saying, the pen is mightier than the sword, the shadow is in the, the shape of a pen, and it looks like he is preparing to write something into this book. Mm-hmm. And it's a magical book. Yes. So uh, we do know that his whole point is to do something that will save Thor ultimately from the serpent, mm-hmm. whether it does something to Thor or does something to the serpent. Now, I have read Fear Itself. And in that seventh issue, the culminating battle between Thor and the serpent, I don't recall any kind of shenanigans happening that did anything. So I'll have to go back and reread that in light of this to Mm -hmm. see if there's something I missed or some aspect of the story that I just assumed because it was a comic book but can now be tied back to this thing that Loki is about to do that we, I guess we'll find out in 629 what it actually is, uh-huh. because I believe 6.30 starts a whole nother story. So so there there we go with, uh, with that. Several full-page spreads in that book, like three or four. Yeah. And um, I don't know, Terry, you probably aren't familiar, and I don't know how much of this I have talked about because we just haven't really messed with it. But for those of you that listen and are familiar or perhaps are not familiar, Wils Portacio, he was one of the artists that started Image Comics. <clears throat> he was a founder. And he was supposed to have a book, and it was one of the most highly touted books and most anticipated by the fans and everything, and something happened and he wasn't able to do it, yada, 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 yada. So Wils Portacio has always been a fan favorite of mine from... Well, actually, from the late 80s when he 
was doing X-Men books. So uh, I really enjoyed the art in this book because I really enjoy Wolf's Portacio's art. Now, it's a little different than it was 20 years ago, mm-hmm. but uh, I dig it. And I, I like this story. Um, th- this Kieran Gillen stuff just seems so much better thought out than some of the other stuff we've seen. Yeah. It, it's not as full of holes. It's not. Now, you know, maybe that's not the writer. Maybe that the previous writer had something long and drawn out, but Marvel came in and said, no, you're. 28-issue story you need to get done in four. Well, you, you're going to have some holes, you know, to get from A to B. But this just seems so much better thought out. Um, not tying in all that much with Fear Itself, kind of bouncing around the edges, but you can see if you're reading Fear Itself where it ties in. Uh, hopefully, after the next episode... We'll talk about Journey to Mystery 629. Hopefully, the episode after that, uh, we'll sit down and talk about Fear Itself. Because Journey to Mystery has tied into it this whole volume so far. And because of Fear Itself, there's going to be a major change in the Thor book as well. That before we get to that issue of Thor, we probably, um, just to, to... in, in fairness, because of the, the jump in the story, uh, we should talk about Fear Itself, and, and hopefully we'll sit down and do that, talk about all seven issues in one uh, one episode. So what did you think about that one? It's very, very compelling. Uh, I can't wait to see what it is he does with the pen. I like this characterization of Loki. He's... You know, he, he still is his very, very devious self, but he's not doing it maliciously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it's, a, it's a case of, uh, you know, n- not the best intentions, but he, he's not... Anybody that he's doing wrong is being written as somebody that deserves to be done wrong. There's no... Right. There's no problem with that. You don't feel sorry for those that he does wrong because... Somehow, in some way, they deserve it. So that's, uh, I, I like that. As opposed to <clears throat> Loki just being flat out evil and just dissing anybody. Mm-hmm. You, you know, just so. I I would like to see them continue that characterization, but I don't know how long you'll be able to do that. Keep people interested. Yeah. You know, at some point, I think he's just going to have to be evil again. Revert. So... This this impish kind of evil is okay, but I, like I said, I, I just don't know how long they would be able to maintain it. You know, he's just going to have to go all out evil to to I think keep people's interest. All right, I think um, I think that's everything for these these books. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add? Okay. No. All right, next episode. It's uh, going to be exciting because we're going to see how Sith manages in the Destroyer armor against Thor. Hopefully, and we're going to see what Loki's writing. Hopefully, yeah, yeah we'll we'll see. Hopefully, the end of uh, the Sith storyline, and definitely the end of this Loki storyline. Mm-hmm. Next episode. Uh, speaking of that, next episode we'll be talking about the 1966 volume of the Mighty Thor issues 152 and 153. And the 2011 volume of Journey into Mystery, issue 629. Alright, if you guys do want to send us any feedback, the email is mightythorpodcast at gmail.com. You can, uh, the, the website for the podcast is comicbooknoise.com slash Thor. If you do download us from iTunes, please, please do us a heavy and uh, leave a review. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any reviews in a little while. Reviews help other people find the show, and as far as I can tell, this is the only Thor podcast out there, so there's probably lots of people who would listen if they knew it was out there, so help them find it by doing us some reviews on iTunes. We have a fan page on Facebook, The Mighty Thorcast. Uh, It's kind of run low here recently. There's not been a whole lot of Thor news now that the movie is passed and everything like that. Um, that'll probably start picking up with the Avengers coming on, but I, I don't know that I'll post mo- mo- that much Avengers stuff on there because it's not just Thor. But 
other Thor stuff I post on the page, as well as notice that the episodes have gone live. Um, I also use Google Plus if you want to find out about the Thorcast there. You can circle Edward Moore Jr., and you'll get notice when Thor is posted, as well as some of the other drivelings I do on Google+. Nothing too boring and nothing too sensitive. So, um, I think that's all the ways to get in touch with us. Now, all I can think of... You can call us if you can find our phone numbers. We're not going to give that out. Um, so, and our personal email, you can send us an email, but we're not going to give those out either. If you want to bash us, you can bash us in one of those ways. Yes. Um, I do want to recognize one individual. Um, I'm not going to say their name necessarily right now. He'll know who he is. Um, it's been email uh, corresponding with us about comic books in general and what we do and, and how we do comic books and how long we've been doing it and stuff like that. And I just want to Thank him for his interest. It's kind of cool to have somebody get interested in, you know, the other side of the podcast that we do. Mm-hmm. Of course, we want people to be interested in this side of the podcast as well. But, yeah, it's kind of – we want to uh, thank him for his interest. And uh, there's a recent email that he has sent that I'm getting ready here in the next day or two to sit down and, and send you a response in case you hear this before you get my email. So it's on its way. Thanks, everybody. Um, thanks, everybody, who this is their first episode, episode 33. So yeah, maybe a little daunting to go back and listen to all of them, but not anything you can't do because they're all probably an hour or less. So might take you a little bit, but um, not that, you know, I'm like, oh, our podcast is so great, you should listen to them all. But you have the opportunity to go back maybe without reading all of these books or, or, or trying to find them and listen to us talk about them and you'll you'll get caught up on what Thor has done in the Marvel Universe since his very beginning. Some villains that he's fought and some of the, the, origi- the origin of his powers and right. the story about him and Dr. Blake, you know, and, and what happened to Jane Foster and, so, you know. And then, you know, the... the current stuff that we do, uh, chances are if you're a Thor fan, you've probably read all that anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend the um, black and white Marvel Oh, what are those called? Encyclopedia? No, the showcase is DC. DC showcase. Marvel Oh, I forget what they're called. But Marvel puts out big collections of a, a certain title in black and white. So you could see Kirby's art and, of course, read the books. They're not colored, but at least you would get to see that pen and ink that Kirby is doing. Um, very inexpensive. There are five volumes up, and there's about 20 to 25 issues per volume. So there's a, a quick and dirty way to get you know, a little bit over 100 issues of Thor. And it started with his first Journey into Mystery appearance and, and goes through. So... Um, with books a million and some of these other bookstores downsizing and everything, you might have opportunity to run across some of those pretty cheap and it'd be inexpensive as well as even cheaper because they're close out of getting those books. Mm-hmm. Marvel Masterworks? No. Masterworks are the big hardcover ones. I forget what they're called, but you can look them up. Look them up on Amazon. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. We'll uh, hopefully do this in another couple weeks and we will... Did we thank Derek? Daggone it. Derek, I'm sorry. Um, We're thankless children. You know how they are. After a while. You know, they move out, and and you're just forgotten until we need you. And then we'll call you. And then, of course, we're we're all about contact and everything like that. So, Mr. Derek Coward, thank you very much for your technical assistance, posting the shows. Um, Actually, Derek and I had a short correspondence this week by email to help me better prepare these uh, files for him to do what he needs to do, so that's cool. If it weren't for Derek, um, I'm not sure where the Thorcast would be, or even if it would be. So thank you very much, Mr. Coward. We appreciate it. He's the creator and proprietor of the Deliberate Noise Network, of which the Comic Book Noise Network is part of, and we are part of the Comic Book Noise banner. Mm-hmm. So... 
That's cool. As is um, two other Teal Production podcasts. We have three comic and one non-comic podcasts, all under deliberate noise. So that's cool. He's kind of our podcast papa. Yes. The podcast papa. All right. That, I think, is, is everything we, we need to do. Yes. We want to do. So, all right. Thanks a lot, guys, and we will talk to you again here in a couple weeks with the next set of issues. We'll talk to you later. Bye. This is a Teal Production.